0: This might be a tough decision right now. Well, my or team or did, did absolutely, absolutely some garbage. Some NFL games that were like, whoa, I actually
1: have a lot of big feelings. Uh, welcome to Scrum Tone. Uh, we have
0: another guest here on the League of the Wings. So the League of the Wings.
1: Okay. It's <laughs> like, how do you want me to do that? Can you, like, come over here Like, really, like. me? You want me to fucking get up? Like <laughs>
0: hey guys, this is the League of the
1: Wing podcast
0: and we have a new host Joshua Frey
1: Yes, I actually am now in charge of uh, League of the Wings, uh, yes. the YouTube podcast Disgruntled, you can subscribe to me on the Disgruntled channel, that is also yes. mine
0: Yes, this is yours <laughs> I like his YouTube channel <laughs> in the bio, in the description, but Titus is not with us anymore Yes, he he's sadly not. departed. <laughs> <laughs> but this episode, we're going to be talking.
1: <laughs> Titus is alive. <laughs> <laughs> Titus is alive. Quick disclaimer <laughs> Titus is alive. Wait, he is.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, but he is alive. That was a joke. That was a little <laughs> jokey joke. But in this episode, we're going to be talking. Okay. <laughs> Titus, Titus has a sore throat I, I wanted to mention that in the beginning too So that's why he's not co-hosting with us But first like 10-15 minutes about, We're going to be talking about the Olympics And then we're going to slowly Transition into mental health And or other topics If we
1: gear away from that Yeah who knows Who knows yeah. what we'll be talking about today It's like <laughs> the funky fresh episode Except not so funky And Titus isn't here
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But okay so let's start with the olympics mm-hmm. and i it's more of like a review of it right. of just like a statistics because i wanted to
1: document this
0: what are your first thoughts of the olympics like not this olympics in general just this... like in general
1: oh this like the 2021 olympics? well not
0: not the, like, <laughs> not this specific one but like what are your thoughts in the olympics, oh, in, the general? olympics in general yeah.
1: um you know i don't i don't know i never really watched the olympics growing up Mm-hmm. Um, so I never really had like a personal stake in watching mm-hmm. it or consuming it, but I do think it's very, it's just an interesting concept. There's so many sports that like I didn't know about yeah. that people are competing professionally in and like have trained, have mm-hmm. so, put so much time and energy into mastering mm-hmm. like their craft. Like I yeah. think that aspect of it is absolutely insane just seeing what like the human condition can reach to accomplish yeah. a specific task mm-hmm. i think that's, that's such a cool aspect of it but yeah that's pretty much my <laughs> thoughts on the olympics <laughs> what sports did you watch in the olympics um i only really watch whenever titus was watching or whenever you guys are watching but the events i did catch were I a lot of men's volleyball. You <laughs> like there was always men's yeah. volleyball playing for some reason whenever I decided to tune in. But men's volleyball, I watched a little bit of fencing. I watched some ro- what was it? Canoeing, I almost said rowing, canoeing. Um g- I watched a lot of gymnastics. I watched some powerlifting, especially women's powerlifting. That's crazy. Is insane, yeah. Yeah, I watched the um I watched this clip on YouTube of it was like some country had gotten their first gold medal. I think it was the Philippines. They got their first gold medal in like the first time in like <laughs> a but like yeah. a long, long time. And seeing, like, oh my God, her reaction <laughs> to winning, she was like, "Oh my God, like that like she just yeah. that like eureka moment where you're yeah. like, I just made history. Like, I broke a human record. I think I saw that clip too. Did she have like blonde hair? No. Uh,
0: okay, maybe <laughs> okay, I, it's cause I saw like a, like a woman's power lifting and she got yeah. like so excited. Cause I think she like beat like got a gold or whatever, or like a mm-hmm. medal or some achievement. Right. And she was like so excited. So I, I didn't know if that was like the same yeah, clip or not.
1: Unfortunately,
0: not. How many steroids? No. <laughs> how many steroids do you think they're taking? Like, <laughs> mo- like female and like men. Like
1: they have to be. Nah. No. You think and it's all like steroids? Natural? You think all that's natural? It has nat- to be all ha- natural. I don't think <laughs> any honorable athlete would ever like take a shortcut like that. Yeah. Unless I, they're a <laughs> scumbag. Yeah. In which case, that is true. But like
0: those body types like men or women it's like insane yeah yeah it's, it's like insane. so big yeah. Like
1: they're like fucking biceps right? are as big as it's my thighs and stuff i'm like P- yeah people I'm who done. like bodybuilding <laughs> blows my mind yeah. like like i just can't wrap my head around it like people are like <laughs> putting so much effort into like yeah building their body like yeah
0: that's crazy to me yeah it's super crazy. Yeah. A little segment. I did want to list the uh, mm. top 10 finishers with medal counts, like total medal counts. And then uh-huh. I thought like I was going to list off the top 10. I didn't think the U.S. was doing good because like in right. gold medals at least because like the U.S. women didn't. U.S. Women's Soccer uh-huh. didn't win. They only won bronze. They didn't win gold. And I'm like, holy right. crap, because they win everything. Like, World Cup. Yeah. It's always like, they're in first place. They always get everything.
1: Yeah, shout out to the women's soccer team. The yeah. U.S. Women's Soccer team. I
0: love them. We're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit about them later. But, and then, they got bronze, and then like the gymnastics mm. wasn't doing like that great when I was watching at least. Because I know right. I think they did grab a couple gold medals. I'm not quite sure, so don't quote me on that. I they were only getting less. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. These are incredible sources. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but we like, did not fact check. Continue.
0: Yeah. We were only getting bronze, and we weren't even meddling in like the women's US gymnastics. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh crap, we're not doing that, but. We had 113 yeah. total medals. Yeah. And 39 gold medals, which is first for like either category. We had like the most out of anything. Looking at like the rest of the like countries, like uh-huh. total medals, like it's insane. Like the difference. Cause like China's second with 88 total medals. Uh-huh. Japan's third 58 total medals. Great Britain, 65 total medals. Mm. RO- ROC, what does that stand for? Or ROC?
1: But. I'm not sure what ROC is. We're going to look like Jack. <laughs> you should click on it. Or the what is it? Specifics? Games Tokyo. <laughs> what? Oh, <yes>. <laughs> 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 Quick segue. Caleb will add music <laughs> to this particular. <laughs> ROC is Russia.
0: Oh. Uh, okay, then we can keep this in
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> now we know <laughs> so
0: russia with 71 total medals then it's australia with 46 medals total medals netherlands 36 medals france 33 medals germany 37 medals and italy 40 medals but like mm-hmm. the gold medal differences it goes like from what i just listed mm-hmm. in order so it's i just going to say like like amount of gold medals but right. it goes 39 38 27 22 20 17 10 10 10 10 10. so like the last four countries only Mm. have like 10 gold medals medals. comparatively to like u.s you had like 39 i just find that like drop off insane Mm. within like the top 10 because like so many countries are like being greedy (laughs)
1: again and taking everything from everybody
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i just found that crazy Mm -hmm. um but I guess to continue this conversation on the Olympics, I do wanna talk about a couple of sports so it's not like we only spend ten minutes Yeah. On the Olympics coming like fucking put this <laughs> in the title, like fucking like Use Olympics as my advertisement Right So I don't want to be you like Clickbait Yeah clickbait <laughs> I don't want to be like I Only talk for 10 minutes And then like dip right. And then talk about something else You'll never <laughs> guess
1: what happened At the Olympics <laughs> 2021 X-X-X-X-X. Guys it happened <laughs> <laughs> That's it Just continue like yeah. talking <laughs>
0: About something else
1: This Olympics Was crazy You'll never guess what happened At these Olympics Gold medal Who? <laughs> Who got them? I don't know but So (laughs) (laughs) So apples are a good topic (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) I do Okay, the sport that I want to talk about first is the women's soccer and soccer team Mm -hmm. because they did place bronze bronze and you're saying hey they meddled. That's still a good thing, mm-hmm. but not if you're the U.S. women's <laughs> soccer team. <laughs> True. It's like from dro- that drop off from a gold to bronze for the U.S. is like such a huge thing because they always get gold. They mm-hmm. won 44 straight Olympic games, which is
1: absurd that is indeed absurd
0: like to win uh-uh. that many olympic games in a row so nah. they were like constantly sweeping so going from gold to bronze it's like they was fake drinking fake. goat blood like <laughs> <laughs> the, the u.s.
1: Olympic soccer team was like doing some dark magic yeah. to make that happen <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know where the film that fucking like fairy dust. That's, like yeah. where <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> It's probably they were all probably drinking Essentia or yeah. like free G water, <laughs> that's their secret, and a bunch of like performing anti drugs. That's too, that too. <laughs> <laughs> these are all jokes. You don't actually yes. think they did any the of the women's soccer team is
0: very talented <laughs> yes, and I absolutely agree.
1: deserved each win. Yes,
0: but like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: That is crazy. Yeah. I did not have that information prior to this moment right now. I didn't know the women's <laughs> soccer team was that good. Yeah, and that is that's that's crazy. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. believe they won forty four straight Olympics yeah. and they got bronze. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's still yeah. amazing that we got like even medal. Plays, right? Yeah, but it's just the I don't know. I just find that like a big drop off. Yeah. So yeah, com uh, comparatively to our men's soccer team, which is ass.
1: Right. But I am
0: excited to watch the women's. <laughs> soccer uh, world cup i think that's i don't i think it's 2022 yeah. i think it's the women's cuz it's like i think it goes men men soccer than mm-hmm. women's soccer is that right i'm not I quite sure
1: think so i'm not quite you sure you know i know, you know next to nothing about sports yeah. <laughs> so you're asking yeah. the wrong yeah. person
0: all right i mean that's probably wrong <laughs> but
1: uh, you know i do think that um i like the olympics because i like that there's more coverage of women in sports. Yes. For sure. I think that like your mainstream like sports media at least in the US heavily focuses on men and like yeah just men. Like women definitely don't get enough um, what's the word women don't get enough they don't get enough ad time like they don't get they don't get advertised as much they don't get pushed as much Mm -hmm. so.
0: Yeah I agree with that. I'm sorry I'm just trying to look up (laughs) I'm trying to look up the um men's rec mm. basketball record but you're yeah, such a bad guest i'm on sorry my podcast. <laughs> i'm sorry Excuse i'm sorry me. but okay yeah but i agree <laughs> i agree with that but <laughs> i think like even the world cup our women's soccer team like it's highlighted it, and it's like such like amazing right. thing. but it's like outside of that us does such a bad job of promoting women's sports and i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh-huh. I don't know if that's because like a lack of talent or it's just not the as entertaining patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, patriarchy or like not as entertaining because some, t- some women's basketball is not as entertaining, but right. I haven't, I need to sit through a f- few to actually get mm. uh, like understanding, but, College women's basketball is so entertaining to watch. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting off track, but yeah, <laughs> but like you <laughs> just don't hear that many women's sports, and it's a unique experience. Women that... no do sport.
1: What? <laughs> Women, Women do athletic? more than live in <laughs> house. <laughs> Women leave the home in <laughs> 2021. <laughs> Women <laughs> don't always do dishes. What? <laughs> Women that, can
0: use a ball. <laughs> this is all jokes, please. Yes. This is we don't take it out of context. Yeah. Don't only clip that and just be like, please don't watch not. the whole video, guys. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, please. Yes. But yeah, but it's good that they're a highlight within the Olympics. Yeah, and then I just want to spend a couple of seconds on the U.S. men's basketball team because mm-hmm. they actually got gold, but. They, I believe, they lost their first. That's why I was looking up the U.S. men's basketball record to double mm. check it. But I believe, again, not a hundred percent. Don't use that as factual information. But mm-hmm. they lost their first like Olympic game in like twenty five straight games in the Olympics. Like they haven't lost an Olympic basketball game wow. since like twenty eleven. That's crazy. Yeah. Again. And I just wanted to say that shortly because it. It's a coincidence that the u.s women's soccer team also lost their first game in like 44 straight games mm-hmm. and it's just coincidental. so that's why i didn't think that the u.s did that good because uh, like both of our like teams even though like our men's right. basketball still won gold and the women's soccer still won bronze nice. i just didn't think
1: that they're the most consistent yeah, like, yeah consistently winning yeah i see where you're coming from
0: and then the main Main topic that will lead into our second topic, uh, mental health. But <laughs> uh, that's like you just that was. Well, I mean, I, like what so, a segue. I, yeah, like without this next part, like the right. it makes no sense. Like, how the fuck do we go from the Olympics to fucking mental health? Like yeah. the yeah. jump. But you will understand, I promise. Yes, gymnastics. <laughs> again how do we get from gymnastics to mental health who knows before we get into like the deep stuff this was another thing because we were we watched a few things with titus as well right but we weren't doing the u.s wasn't doing good in the gymnastics i was like gymnastics you basketball and soccer for the u.s aren't doing good Mm -hmm. that's like our three main like we always sweep in at least those three things right they're not doing good so not gonna get that many medals medals but it turns out we did get first gymnastic wasn't doing good but like it was crazy seeing like the new gym women's gymnastics mm-hmm. specifically i didn't w- watch any men's but specifically like the new faces and stuff and i feel like it was they don't re- need the screen time yeah yeah i'm like <laughs> i'm like the amount of women's like sports that i'm watching is like thank god I've not seen men. <laughs> right. <laughs> In fact, men's volleyball was the only men's sport that I actually watched. But, like, it was cool seeing the w- women's, like, new faces. And it was cool seeing Simo- Simone Biles. Biles. Is that how you pronounce Biles. it? Biles. Biles. Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, jumping. Because, like, she's, like, the best of the best. Yeah. And she's, like, just seeing her play, even though she didn't really do that great, mm-hmm. it w- still was, like, awesome to see her, like, yeah. perform at her best. Yeah,
1: because she's, like, <laughs> she's, like, one yeah. of the greats. Like, <laughs> Yeah. She,
0: yeah. Like, the great Olympian, too, not just in the gymnastics. Because yeah. when you think of, like, great Olympians, Olympians, you think of, like, Michael Phelps. Right, right. And, like, a few others. Yeah. That's so That's bad. The
2: only <laughs> there is only one famous Olympian, Michael Phelps.
1: Nobody else. So bad.
0: Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <sighs> what was I saying? Oh, Simone so Biles. But, like, mm-hmm. you think of, like, Michael Phelps and Simone Biles, like, Biles yeah. as, like, the top Olympian. So right. it's, like, it's amazing to see that.
1: Yeah. It's like seeing Beyonce perform live. Live, for free. (laughs) (laughs) I guess for free would make it an even more iconic experience, but yes.
0: (laughs) It was just crazy to see, but this is how we transitioned to mental health, I want to explain. So during the Olympics, Simone Biles uh, got injured, and she was experiencing mental health problems. um, I think both... During that period, that she got injured mm-hmm. and she was experiencing mental health uh, before that, I believe, as well, because I think some outside personal things were happening. I believe, I correct me if I'm wrong, didn't her aunt die around this? T- I don't know. Okay. All right. right. Yeah, that's know. not 100% sure, but I think she had a, a death or some outside experience as right. well that was contributing to her mental health. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like something serious, so I, I want to like tread carefully tread carefully but she was experiencing some mental health problems due to her injury because Mm. people on twitter and stuff were attacking her brutally oh yeah and it was just insane and they were like come on like play like come on it's like not that serious of an injury you can just play through it come on win the gold why are you doing as good and stuff and she like if she was able to go back like if she did go back with Mm. her injury she would do even worse than if she, like, just yeah. bowed out. Yeah. yeah. So it would affect the team. Right. Because of how poor performance she would have had due to her injury. Right. But, like, people weren't understanding that and were just attacking that. The internet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the internet was doing its thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, like, what do you think of, like, all of that yeah. situation?
1: That's, first of all, good for Simone Biles for, like, taking that initiative and really creating that boundary for herself because like Simone Biles and Simone Biles is like she's like excellence Mm -hmm. right like she is obviously a master at her craft and she's one of the best of the best but that also means she's under a lot of scrutiny and a lot of people are depending on her. A lot of people look up to her. A lot of people are profiting off of mm-hmm. her. Like, And when you're in a position like that, you feel like, especially as a celebrity, you're in the mm-hmm. public eye, you feel like you always have to be giving yourself to these people. You always have to be working with these people in mind for these people, for your fans, for the Olympics, for you know, all these different people who are depending on you. And, no you're a human being too like mm-hmm. everybody has mental health struggles everybody isn't always going to be able to give a hundred percent and no matter if it's me right mr mm-hmm. lowly low you know <laughs> junior in college whatever yeah. it doesn't matter if it's me or if it's simone biles a mm-hmm. prolific public figure who's mm-hmm achieved much more than i have <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who it is like those people are allowed to set those boundaries for themselves and not be taken advantage of or used mm-hmm. it's just crazy because like to think about like people like celebrities
0: are in fact people and they do struggle with mental health problems like you were saying right but i that like made me think of like made me take a step back within mm-hmm. like the split of like 15 seconds as you're speaking, right. but it t- like made me reflect that like I step into the same format as like kind of everyone else does. Mm. And I kind of put like celebrities on like this pedestal is like they're perfect. Right. And I don't really see them as like human beings. Right. Not that I like insult and ins- like go insult yeah, and yeah. trolling them, but it's just like, I forget that they're actual people right. and not like movie actors or not like sports, big sport time right. names. But, like, they are actually, like, experience life just like I am. Like, they have family. Well, I guess it is, like, kind of a step because, like, it's different experiences. Mm. Because, like, they are, like, fucking famous. And, like, everyone knows them. And I can never, like, relate to that. But just, like, on a human level, like, they have families. Exactly. They have mental health issues. And, Mm. like, it's just a weird concept to kind of, like, put. I don't
1: know other people like people who on pedestals on pedestals like that. Yeah. And yeah, and even if we're talking you know, Simone Biles as a black woman mm-hmm. like I was watching this YouTube video by as told by Kenya, <laughs> really great YouTuber, really really strong opinions. I love her. But she was she made a video on Simone Biles and she was talking about how Black people a lot of the times aren't allowed to be anything less than excellent, right? We're Mm -hmm. often told that we have to go above and beyond. We have to work twice as hard, you know, just to make, you know, half as much, right? Like, black people aren't allowed to fall below a certain standard. Especially black women just face a lot of pressure from our society in general. So, we're talking about being put on a pedestal? Simone Biles is... Being put on a pedestal, told to balance on one foot mm-hmm. and also spin in a circle, <laughs> and like do a flip. Yeah. Like, you know, she's under a lot, a lot of pressure, more so than other celebrities, yeah. other people who aren't black, mm-hmm. who aren't a black woman in particular. So. Again, like you have to be able to humanize these people and. If other people aren't going to humanize you, I feel like it was very important for Simone Biles to say, hey, I have issues too. I'm going to humanize myself. You know, mm-hmm. Na- Naomi Osaka as well took that mm-hmm. initiative and said, I'm not going to be your pawn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to let you use me, right? Like, I'm not going to sit on this pedestal and like do what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: I think that takes a shit ton of courage. Like, I don't for sure. that. Like I don't think I would be able to do yeah. that if I was in their position, right? And it's just crazy how yeah that they did that. Yeah. And like I can I I can't like relate to or like experience because I've never experienced like being a black like black mm-hmm. person, so I can't like step into their shoes that way, right? But like if I was like a professional athlete, mm-hmm. and I just I don't mm-hmm. think I could like pull myself together to even talk about mental health at least right away right because i feel like i don't know i wouldn't have to yeah uh i wouldn't have enough courage and i feel like i would have to still like tread lightly as well yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure and like it's good to at the end of the day it's good to see people like simone biles and Mm -hmm. people you know with a lot of social currency and a lot of like a lot of eyes on them it's good for those people to you know, kind of talk about mental health and bring it to the forefront and like openly identify as somebody who has like mental health struggles Mm -hmm. because it's been taboo for so long and it looks like, or not even looks like, our society is definitely progressing to a point where mental health is talked about more openly and Mm -hmm. more kindly, Mm -hmm. but, you know, there's still, there's still ways we have to go, a Mm -hmm. ways we have to go.
0: Yeah, and, like, aside from, like, the Simone Biles and Mm. uh, just Olympic athletes um, in general, but you're seeing a push for, like, um, openly talking about mental health, even with, um, like, pop culture, like, actor, Mm. famous actors. I can't, I have, like, I know a few who openly talk about their mental health with even, like, musicians, too, just, like, popular people. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I have, like, I can see it, like, in my head, just, like, a group of, like, a few people, like, few known people who, like, openly talk about mental health, but I I just can't think of it. Yeah. But it's just, like, a great thing, too, to see more people talking about it. And I was talking about this to Anna, or we were, like, discussing this when I interviewed her, Mm -hmm. and I want... To Shout out! <laughs> to Shout <Melissa> out! Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Side note: I want to do a podcast with the three of us where we just talk about mental health. Yeah, that'd be cool. It, to see like her side of it because she wants mm. to be a psychologist. But mm-hmm. bringing it back to our discussion, um, we were talking about how more people are, are going to therapy, therapy, mm-hmm. and actually like having a therapist. Yeah. Even if it's like, not like just like everyday stuff. Right. With just to talk about like your everyday to get that like mm-hmm. off your chest cuz I feel like even if you talk about like your everyday life and you don't necessarily have to have like mental health. Right. Just to go to a therapist that way is being more accepted and I find that like so mm. amazing.
1: Yeah, that's it's definitely so good. Mm-hmm. And I I was literally um <laughs> It's funny cuz literally today I was I was not in the best I was not in the best state of mind mm-hmm. and I was looking for help or I was looking for some sort of resource that could kind of just make me feel better or help me understand the way I was feeling and I just googled like I just went to Google and I just went on Google and like I was just thought about that and I was like wow like you don't even in this digital age where we can really even if we don't talk to somebody face to face about what we're feeling and what we're going through there is an unlimited amount of resources out there that are is a, like a couple of finger yeah. it's a fingertip away right yeah. like so many resources so many people who have who have experienced the same things you have who have written about it who have made videos about it there are so many resources out there to help people understand that they're not alone in any mental health struggles they're going through and i think that fact alone because it's such a it's such a mental thing right like what whatever you're experiencing is happening inside your mind so you kind of get in this state where you're like this is only happening to me like i'm only experiencing this like yeah it's such a mental thing that knowing that there are other people out there who have experienced that same thing I think is very powerful and has helped a lot in people just accepting mental health and talking about it more and not stigmatizing it. I agree. Yeah. All right. I'm
0: gonna quickly
1: reset. Yeah.
0: Uh, stop it. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I agree. Like, I think that. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> we just set the <laughs> camera. Reset. That was not English. <laughs> you know what I find so funny? Side note. Uh, like i do i've been doing this since like the first podcast episode of titus but mm-hmm. like when we like reset the camera we're always like oh we're back <laughs> but every time i edit it i'm like you dumb asses i can edit it to make it look like there's yeah, no there's like no... pause i'm like <laughs> why do you say that like you skipped ahead. it's like <laughs> there's no need <laughs> yeah. i that wow but like I That's do very it, true. I do it every single time during the <laughs> podcast. I'll be like, I'm back, guys. you are bad we're like, <laughs> and I leave it within the podcast, but every time when I'm doing it, I don't realize that. And this yeah. is the first time where I'm realizing like we don't need to do that. <laughs> and I just funny. don't know why it happens every single time.
1: That's really funny.
0: We're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is dumb and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to mm-hmm. the accessibility of having like resources um about mental health that you can go to i agree like i mean i like i agree that there is more like availability when it comes to that Mm. and it's just amazing to see because i feel like that's helping the stigma do a complete stigma around mental health being like taboo do a 180 and it's like having that having it be more accessible to kind of go to therapy, go to look up videos about like your, your problems that you're facing. Like you said yeah. earlier, it's, it's like, it's helping that like yeah. go up. That was like such a long <laughs> explanation for that,
1: it's but like, yeah. 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 No, you, yeah. you're you making sense, man.
0: Yeah. But I just think it's so amazing that it's going up rather than down or like stale, mm. stalemate. Like one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah and there's. We also have to understand that like we are in a bubble. Like we're in America where like we're pretty we're a pretty liberal, like I know it doesn't feel like (laughs) it because we live here and like we experience like we know all the social issues and all the political hubbub and all the mess and all that. But we do live in like a pretty liberal thinking country where a lot of things are accepted as opposed to other places that aren't so welcoming or where the stigma isn't there as much and so coming from my background like my dad was born in West Africa, my mom's from Jamaica, Mm -hmm. both cultures don't look at mental health in a very positive light it's almost like I don't want to say they're very much prayed away, but like, <laughs> yeah. like mental health isn't real. <laughs> like <laughs> mental health issues aren't real to them. Like, mm. and so, America, right, is making a lot of strides in that regards. But I don't know. You also have to think about like around the world. I don't. I can't say if that level has been reached in other yeah. parts of the world. And going okay i
0: don't want to diss this egypt at all because it's right. an amazing country mm. but like that was like a cultural shock of um going there mm. because living in the u.s and like never being able to experience other like, cultures right i'm like only experience like the u.s and mm. so once we like took that trip to egypt i'm like fuck like america is pretty far in yeah. how they think yeah. even though like it's always bashed on and stuff and right. being, like, not liberal and being, like, what the fuck is this shit? Come on, just, like, change already. <laughs> the progression the U.S. taken comparatively to, like, countries like mm-hmm. e- Egypt, it's just insane.
1: It's, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, a lot of people forget, like, the thing about white privilege, mm. you know, male privilege, able body privilege. Mm. Being born in America is a privilege. Yeah. Being born in a first world country is a privilege that a lot of us forget about. Yeah. Our lives could be so much different mm-hmm. if we're born in you know yeah anywhere that is in america not in america as americans mm-hmm.
0: and then a couple of examples like for egypt and stuff is like it's very strict on religion because f- isn't it just like it's mostly muslim yeah like a muslim country the population so it's like strict about like what religion you are um mm. and just like gay rights there it's just like if you're oh, yeah. yeah like <laughs> yeah. i don't know if you want to talk about that right um like we can skip over it if you don't like you don't feel like comfortable talking about mm-hmm. it there's things in egypt or there's like laws in egypt where you can like get beheaded for being gay and it's just crazy to think that you can like get killed just for being gay yeah. and it's like that was insane yeah
1: i will say i think it's Actually, I don't know. I don't know enough <laughs> to like... I don't know exactly what like the legislature mm. is over there. But yeah, like... Yeah, America's just such a... a, a Very much so a, a liberal-minded country compared to other places. And mm. it's very hard to wrap your head around the fact that like... other Other places aren't at that level. Or mm. other places have not been conditioned to accept certain things or yeah it's it's very it's very it's very hard to wrap your head around yeah. we're so off track though yeah because we're literally <laughs> yeah. talking about mental health
0: yeah well <laughs> so i mean that that's kind of like mental health related right. though yeah because yeah. we we're like saying how far like the u.s is comparatively to yeah, other, countries. other countries so i feel like that's a good tangent because we went off to like yeah, yeah we went and off in, a, in the park yeah because yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, we opened. It, well, I mean, when I said like, "What do you want? Do you want to talk about mental health?" It was kind of like more of a broad yeah. idea of it, so it wasn't like any Anything specific track. Team. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like whatever tangent we go on, we go on, and then we just right. can have like a bunch of different tangents about mental health. Mm. Do you still want to keep talking about mental health? Yeah, let's okay. keep
1: going. Why not? I was actually gonna say. Um, what was I gonna say? I literally forgot. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say that. I was Gonna say something, it was gonna be something of substance. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that, <laughs> <laughs> please, like, <laughs> like, let me. I'm like forcing my brain. Um, I was going to
0: mental health related,
1: mental health related. We were talking about so Egypt, you're talking about
0: someone bios, someone
1: bios. No,
0: yeah, okay. no. Oh, is that too far?
1: Yeah, that's too far back.
0: Um, how liberal U.S. is, comparatively to other countries.
1: Yes, yeah, so we were talking about that. What was I going to say? <laughs> I'm so mad.
0: Should should we go off on a different little tangent and if it comes back Yeah, if it comes back Yeah all right yeah, you can edit that
1: part out. Well, <laughs> oh I'm God. just gonna fucking keep touching in like, <laughs> Me struggling <laughs> for a solid five minutes to just have a single brain function. Like
0: <laughs> Jazz, this is what the podcast about is about. Fucking
1: <laughs> Right.
0: Just us feed us. <laughs> Dude, it's I raw, unedited. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when I'm like, okay, little tangent. That's not related to mental health. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a perfect tangent because if you like think of what you couldn't think of earlier, mm. just like cut me off. Like this doesn't matter. Just like fucking start the conversation. Mm. But like when I'm editing, like my disgruntled. Like, YouTube videos about the Eagles or even this Mm -hmm. podcast. I'm way more lenient on this podcast because it's a podcast. And I am on my Eagles videos. Yeah. But it's my Eagles, like, update videos are more of, like, a podcast kind of, like, setup. So, it's just, like, I sit in front of the camera and just talk about this one topic or this one player about the Eagles. And then I just gonna. It's, like, usually 10 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So, it's not podcast length. But it's Mm. just me talking. And there's so many parts where I just, like completely forget what i'm saying <laughs> and i'm just like looking like fucking just like <laughs> i'm just like looking like, <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm just like looking and then i'll just like stop the video but like i won't it's still recording but i'm just like sitting on my phone trying to remember what i was saying and it's just like a solid bit of it, trying to remember right <laughs> i'm like what imagine if i just uploaded this yeah like unedited where i don't cut when this out all the spaces yeah
1: yeah oh my god
0: but like in the podcast, I leave more like right. if I zone out and can't think of something, or if like mm. what we just had a few minutes yeah, ago, like yeah. I'm probably gonna leave that in massive that's, brain farts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna leave that in because it's like podcasts are supposed to be more raw. But mm. I still like cutting it when like I just I say like um but <laughs> like so many times <laughs>
1: the fillers
0: yeah. and I cut each um out too. Mm. Another little side note. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) I completely forgot what I was going to (laughs) say. Yes, (laughs) it's spreading.
1: (laughs) Dang. Okay,
0: so when I interview people, I'm way more lenient to cutting out their ums and like spaces and stuff. And I usually leave their ums because if for some reason if i say even me like if i say um in a Mm -hmm. certain way i'll leave it in but it's just weird the different ums like it's like um like you're trying to think of something so i just say um like um um like that's like kind of stupid but Mm -hmm. if it's like (laughs) like i cut those ums out (laughs) but like if it's like actually goes with the sentence it's Mm -hmm. like it doesn't break up the sentence it's not like you're trying to think of the next thing to say is so you're just trying to think of like the le- word right it, it's like natural i leave those umps in but it's like weird
1: mm. i don't know why i'm saying that but <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Such a long tangent yeah yeah i'm not gonna remember what i was thinking about before oh uh, so we can just move on okay yeah
0: well i mean okay i guess go last thing about while i was going off the of tangent mm. i was gonna ask you because i did have this question in the back of my head mm. you've released like your most recent YouTube video. It's kind of more of like you talking. Mm-hmm. So how do you like cut your videos? Like what is a cut in your mind? Oh. Like what is a cuttable action? Because it's like more of like a podcast vibe.
1: Right. I feel like I haven't exactly figured that out yet because the videos are not necessarily a podcast. Mm-hmm. And and so but i still film it and edit it in a way that it feels like i'm just sitting here having a natural conversation with you and usually um if i am trying to create that like effect with the viewer the more edits i have in my opinion the more that effect is kind of lessened mm-hmm. because i just don't like cutting out like like likes and ums Mm -hmm. and all that stuff because then i'm like i feel like i'm not speaking authentically in the video so i'll have long pauses like what you're talking about Mm -hmm. i'll have long pauses where like i'm like oh shit like i don't know what i'm thinking about like Mm -hmm. let me go back to my notes and like try and refocus or get myself back Mm -hmm. on track so I'll cut those parts out, because, like, who wants to see me, like, yeah. <laughs> struggle for <laughs> Like, just a minutes. minute or a few, like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> reviewing my notes, yeah. like, nobody wants to see that. But I definitely try to be more lenient with my edits, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I wanted to ask you about that, because, like, when I watch your videos, like, the two videos that you did up mm. like i'm always (laughs) 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 my stellar (laughs) 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 my stellar inventory (laughs) but like i wanted to ask you about that because i thought it was interesting because i noticed like the cuts i didn't know like throughout the video and i also heavily like cut my videos as well and uh the some of the cuts i explained earlier but i just was meaning to ask you like what is like a cut and it's interesting to see from that perspective right I had another topic <laughs> that I was going to talk about, like, relating to this, but mm. it kind of floated out of my head, not going to lie. It's okay.
1: It's okay.
0: So, do you want to backtrack to mental health? Yeah, or, okay. we, can,
1: we can backtrack to mental health.
0: I'm trying to think of, like, good topics of mental health to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about... You don't have to answer this. <laughs> you don't have to <laughs> uh-huh. answer this if you don't want to either. You can just say skip, but um, I guess what's
1: your like relationships with therapists or is going to therapy? Mm, so the first time I went to therapy was saw so- my sophomore year of high school. Um, it was after I got I got suspended and I got suspended my I got to spend my freshman year. Of high school because I drank in school. I was so <laughs> stupid, literally so stupid. <laughs> Every time you
0: tell that story, so I laughed so much because it was such a so funny story. stupid. <laughs> like, oh my god, like, we were.
1: What did we do? We some somebody had brought it in a water bottle, and we like brought cups, and we're fucking sharing it out and like taking shots in the fucking lunchroom. It was so dumb. That's so fucking funny. What kind of alcohol was it, do you remember? It was fireball. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was fireball. I absolutely hate fireball. Yeah. Was not worth it. Was not (laughs) worth it at all. (laughs) Like, the amount of blowback I got from that, like, socially in school Mm -hmm. and just from my family and, like, from myself, too, because that was just, like kind of a traumatic moment for me because I, like, very much had established... My sense of um, self at that point in time was very much um, dependent on my um, identity as a student Mm -hmm. and that being one who was good, who obeyed the rules, who, you know, got A's and stuff like that. And so me getting suspended was, like... Kind of just, it was a big blow to like my sense of self. And we talked about this before, but high school is just a vulnerable time mentally Mm. for you. You go through so much. Mm. And after that event, uh, my mom kind of, kind of pushed me towards seeing a therapist for the first time. And the first therapist I went to was not the best. Which is why I think it's also important that when you are going to therapy, you who your therapist is matters a lot more than you might realize, especially depending on your on your identity and what you're going through. Um, you're just gonna be able to form relationships with somebody who's more like you. Mm-hmm. Like if I was gonna look for a therapist now, mm-hmm. I'd more so say I'd want to find like a black male queer therapist or a Mm -hmm. black female queer therapist somebody who like is able to sort of identify with the same struggles that i'm going through but yeah my first therapist was some old white dude (laughs) so not much to you know i you know yeah Yeah. it just wasn't a good match and so i stopped going to therapy and then i went back later because i was going through a tough time mentally more so towards my junior year. And I was like, I think I should go back. Like, I think it'll be good for me to go back. So yeah, I started seeing that therapist and that was a very successful and rewarding relationship and time for me, just cause I was able to work through so much trauma and just so many different things. Like I you don't realize how certain things might shape you later in life that happen to you when you're really young or in your childhood. So many things that just shape you and create a lot of negative patterns and negative beliefs about yourself and in your life. And therapy is such a good tool for helping you kind of identify where those are, what they came from, and how you can sort of build good coping mechanisms and good structures around that but um another thing I had to learn in like my journey with therapy is that it's gonna be a lifelong thing I feel like it's for sure a lifelong thing because you're always growing you're always changing you're always having new experiences and new experiences can sometimes mean new traumas and new things that you need to work through and dissect and I've had to grapple with like understanding that like just because i had therapy at one point in my life does not mean i'm fixed forever does not mean i'm not gonna have new obstacles that i need to deal with yeah i, <laughs> yeah. I said a lot i love that i love
0: <laughs> i love a good like rant like that because it's so meaningful and i feel like you got so deep it's like so <laughs> fucking good because like i've like every like as you're talking i'm like yes yes keep going like (laughs) yes keep keep talking but like you just brought up so many things that like i want to touch on but like first before i do touch on some of the things you did say Mm -hmm. i want to say my experience with therapy as well right and i feel like just telling like openly talking about like your relationship relationship with therapy is a good step to like For sure opening the conversation Yeah, that conversation about Mm. mental health and how it's sure and be as a taboo subject to like talk about it's such a
1: personal thing Yeah, Yeah.
0: so I started like I think Somewhere in like I think in the middle of eighth grade Mm. towards the um, somewhere between eighth grade and um eighth grade and fresh my freshman year, right, but my, f- like, I was struggling bad with, like, mental health and stuff, mm-hmm. and my parents just kind of wanted to st- kind of start me on the path for, like, therapy and right. stuff, and I had, I went through my family, thera- family therapist, mm-hmm. and it was, I think I went, like, for a few weeks in a row, and then I stopped, Right. but it was through a family therapist, and I was just kind of talking about, like, what I was thinking during school, because I was, like, super hard on myself mm-hmm. in the beginning of, like, high school, and then during all throughout middle school and I was very hard on myself so we kind of talked about that and then I I was feeling better about it and I had like a good sense of direction that Mm -hmm. I didn't need to start like seeing a therapist anymore but then my parents got divorced Mm -hmm. and my parents also again pushed me towards therapy again Right. and both for my first two times of like that like going starting to go to therapy again like restarting therapy I was just Mm. like hesitant and I'm like I don't really see like applying therapy like right. i i still have this um thought in my head even when last time i went to therapy mm. which was senior year of high school which i'll touch on later but mm. i don't like the idea of like they're getting paid to talk to me yeah and, like i don't that's, that's kind a, of, yeah i think i told you that <laughs> before but like that's kind of like a bit big thing why mm. i'm um hesitant on starting therapy and i'm just starting to like when i was last in therapy to kind to kind of get that stigma out of my head and that stigma of like oh they're getting paid to hear me right into in a bad sense and flipping that into a good sense i'm just starting to figure that out mm-hmm. and but for the first two times i didn't really want to go for that reason right that is didn't like the idea of like they're just sitting here because they're getting paid yeah like they don't actually want to hear my opinion and they don't care about they're just out here for a check yeah yeah but then i went back to therapy so i went to therapy three total three total times Mm -hmm. um and i've been on and off again so each time has been like about a few weeks Mm -hmm. like a couple months like two to three months yeah and in the senior year i went because of mental health again and Mm -hmm. I think I started in February and then stopped in like June, July. So it right. was like a good chunk of time. So my stigma on therapy like changed personally, but right. I feel like that kind of change also grew with everyone else's mm. into a better light. So I felt like I was going in the right direction with everyone else. Yeah. If that makes yeah. Sense. And on a personal level and on like altogether level. Yeah. And I just find Mental health so fascinating as well, like what people are thinking, yeah, like their problems and stuff that they're having. Because everyone's facing problems with right. anxiety, stress. It doesn't matter how big or small. Mm. Some people have it worse than others, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. I feel like, well, I mean it does, but I feel like we're all experience some mm. bad emotion. Yeah, and yeah, right. it's just good to talk about that. And then another point that I wanted to hit is. When you were talking about specific therapists like finding that right therapist is so yeah. important and anna brought that up during our podcast mm-hmm. and that was my first realization of like wow like your therapist does matter to yeah, who you're like talking you're, to who you're talking to for like yeah. a successful time there and to actually open up mm-hmm. and i feel like that was like a good eye opener too and it made me like kind of realize mm-hmm. like kind of the privilege i have being like a white male yeah white straight male where <laughs> yeah. i don't necessarily have to think about um specific like african-american like be them being right. like queer african-american or like a bi woman or yeah. like a bi white woman or a bi like it yeah it just keeps going like i didn't really think of that aspect and yeah. it kind of opened my eyes i'm like even though I'm a white, straight male, I kind of tend to open up more to, like, women therapists. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know why. I hope this doesn't sound sexist because <laughs> no, I'm not trying fine. to be. But I, like, open up to women more right. than I do men, like, throughout my life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel the same. I feel like the only therapy I've had... I've had two therapists and a counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, The counselor I had in college, but the two therapists I had were both white men. The third counselor I had was... um, I don't want to misgender them, so I'll say they. But they were not male. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found myself... It was a lot easier for me to open up to the counselor Mm -hmm. than it was the two white men Mm -hmm. and obviously the race had something to do with it, but gender too. I think it's easier for me to open to non male identifying Mm -hmm. people or or women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's definitely easier for me to open up to them more so, but something you, what that made me think of was the, the accessibility around mental health needs to be talked about more Mm -hmm. because I believe that mental health is a personal human right that everybody should have access to. No matter who you are, no matter what age you are, it should it I don't think it necessarily should be something you pay for. I think that to me going to a therapist is the same thing as like going to your primary care physician or another doctor. Like it is it falls under healthcare and it should be it shouldn't be something that you have to like pay for or it shouldn't be so hard to access mm. because mental health is it it is so it can really make or break the quality of life that you have in that moment and in the future because we I believe we need to invest in our mind. We need to invest in our mental health. The same way we invest in our bodies, right? If you don't want to suffer from certain health issues when you're older, you want to make sure that you take care of your body now, you eat the right things, you exercise, etc. Um, even in a religious manner, right? Taking care of your, your spirit, your soul, right? Like You want to go to church because if you go to church, you will you know, work, build this relationship with God or whatever religious figure you believe in. You wanna take care, you wanna nourish your spirit and your your soul in that way. If you wanna nurture, if you wanna nourish your mind, your mental, right? I feel like you, therapy is such a good tool for that. And more people need to have access. Uh, More children need access, more teenagers need access, especially in this digital age where teenagers are suffering Mentally, more so, I I want to say, more so than any other generation. Let me not say that. <laughs> Teens and other generations have probably had <laughs> worse <laughs> things to deal with. Ben, <laughs> We're struggling more than us. Hey, baby is, beavers, fuck you. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. The issues teenagers today are dealing with are very unique and very very impactful and teenagers need mental health resources adults need mental health resources i think our society would be so much better if everybody went to therapy i genuinely believe that
0: i agree i'm gonna go reset the camera (laughs) (laughs) i agree we're back (laughs) welcome back welcome back
2: back. oh Oh, shit
0: i forgot to fucking do that the first two times Uh, i want to hate myself in like 30 minutes i fucking <laughs> didn't do that <laughs> yeah when i was like watching or when i was editing the the funky friday mm. episode <laughs> or the fresher episode, fucking <laughs> i was miserable because you fucking you guys weren't doing the clip oh uh, yeah <laughs> i yeah. was like fuck so and, no like i fucking just did that to <laughs> myself i feel like it starts with the younger generation as well kind For of sure. getting that bad stigma out of the way and i feel mm-hmm. like our generation is experienced like the quote unquote bad side of mental health where it was kind yeah. of tab, not like the bad side of me- mental health, but meaning the taboo where yeah, society made a taboo the stigma and we experienced that. Yeah. But I feel like younger generations now aren't going to experience that much For of sure. like a backlash against mental health because I feel like our generation is kind of paving the way. Mm of just being more open about mental health as well
1: and again going back to what i was saying before i feel like the internet has helped so much with Mm -hmm. that like just helping that interconnectedness so we can all sort of acknowledge like that we're having the same emotions and that we're having similar struggles yeah
0: i agree do you
1: (laughs) feel like i was gonna ask you this because i feel like i had I feel like in therapy you sometimes you might have like big breakthrough moments where I don't even I don't even know how to describe it like when I was going to therapy with my second therapist we talked a lot more cuz my dad passed away when I was younger and my dad passed away when I was 13 and that's another reason my mom kind of was pushing me towards therapy but we with my second therapist we definitely were exploring that a lot more than with my first therapist and he had me do emdr which is this like cognitive behavioral like therapy device where you you sit down and there's like a uh, a black bar of bulbs it's like a line of bulbs up and down and it like it shows like three colors red green and blue and the light just goes back and forth and back, and forth, and back, and forth, and the idea is that you, so when you're, like, your eyes make certain movements when your brain is trying to, like, initiate a certain function, like, if you're trying to remember something, a lot of people tend to, like, I don't know if you look in, like, the upper left corner, or you, like, kind of look in the lower left corner, but you might look to the left or you might look down to the right if you're trying to like think of something to say. And the idea with EMDR is that you're looking at these lights and that physical act of looking back and forth kind of allows you to visit certain memories in the past or process things. And the idea is you're sort of like moving on a train and... You can remember these things, right? Like, you can look back and forth. You can remember this. You can remember that. But you're always going. You're always on the train. You're always moving forward. So you're not getting stuck in the event that happened. So I did that a couple times. And one of the last times I did it, I just had this, like, it was like there was this, like, armor around my heart that I wasn't even conscious of, but I had kind of built that wall ever since my dad passed away and I wasn't able to access certain my memory of him or the way I felt about the certain about that situation. I wasn't able to access that because I had built that kind of armor around myself and the EMDR I like, I don't know what it did, but I just started freaking like breaking down, like sobbing, just remembering everything that happened. And I was processing like my dad's death for the first time. And it was such this like big breakthrough moment where it felt like, wow, like this is my trauma. Like this is, I'm having an aha, like that kind of aha moment. If you can relate to that or if you understand what I'm saying. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I, I understand that, and that's crazy. Like, I've never heard of that machine before until you just like we're talking yeah. about it, and now I want to try it to see yeah. if it would simulate simulate the same experience that you experienced. Mm. But I had, I haven't had many like quote unquote quote breakthroughs. I don't want to get into the specifics right. of it because I don't want to like talk too much. Mm -hmm. went down about my like parents divorce or whatever because like Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about my parents in that light and I don't know how much they actually want to like yeah. release to the public or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like insane happened. <laughs> like, not, like, <laughs> like like it was like a tame divorce or whatever. Yeah. It, it wasn't like they went like fucking I'm abusive. Yeah. Tent, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it wasn't like anything crazy. No Kim Kanye. <laughs> like no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like a normal divorce or whatever, but mm. like I was talking like my therapist brought in my mom for like a session Mm. and we were talking about the divorce and whatever and everything like that went Mm. down and like that was such like a big like breakthrough yeah yeah, to have her there and just tell her what's on my mind and like why like the certain feelings i have right like about her Mm. and about the divorce and everything and Mm. like she broke down crying and stuff wow and, like I almost broke down in tears too and it was just yeah. like crazy but like I didn't I was hesitant on bringing my mom into it cuz like mm. I just like the idea of just me and the therapist mm. and I didn't I don't really like the thought of other people like being in there in, in there because yeah. it's like my time but like yeah. my therapist said it would be a good idea and we should give it a try like, she didn't like force me to do mm. it or whatever but she made me open to the idea of right. having my mom there and then we did a session with my dad as well. And I, I think both at the same time, mm. one that might've been pre-divorce. I can't remember, mm. but yeah, that was like kind of my like biggest breakthrough, breakthrough. moment. And it, it was crazy. Yeah.
1: How'd you feel after?
0: I felt like relieving, like something like a weight it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Right. I could have just talked.
1: Yeah, but like yeah
0: that's crazy too because just talking makes you feel so much better yes doesn't matter who it is just like even if it's i think you should never mind i was like think like having a conversation with yourself but like in a mirror but like that's like i was like what like i feel like it needs to be with an actual person (laughs) right whether that's just like you ranting and Mm. they're not just saying anything or it's an actual conversation or whatever yes but I find it weird because my dad has like the same problem or like I got this from my dad or whatever, but like mm-hmm. we both experienced like the same problem of not like opening up to people and not like right. talking about our feelings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like this was, was like me not communicating my feelings and thoughts during like Jonathan and I relationship right. was also like a big problem. Like we got into like some big fights over it. Right. Just me not communicating well. Mm hmm. And it's just amazing how much talking can do, and I right. feel like it's hard for men mm-hmm. to kind of
1: open up to it. Mm-hmm. Another <laughs> way the patriarchy hurts men too. Yes. women, yeah. more. <laughs> women way <laughs> way more. Women more that so. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I'm like, I,
0: as I was saying that, I'm like, yes. I don't want to sound like I'm like <laughs> yes. fucking like right we being a little like baby back bitch but like no the patriarchy definitely does not
1: benefit all men and it doesn't benefit men always yeah
0: i feel like there are certain circumstances where men don't benefit from it for sure and i feel like one of those ways is mental health mental health because i feel like men are viewed like yeah just, men do mm. not have emotions. <laughs> we just
1: bring money, <laughs>
0: money and house, and yes. that's all we do. <laughs> we build and go to the gym.
1: Handyman. Talk about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Throw the football. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's just. <laughs> but me and my dad were like talking to like how men just in general too, mm-hmm. don't talk or like <laughs> we're so bad at like communicating <laughs> as well, and mm. I feel like. Not all men cuz I feel like a lot of men now are starting to like, yeah. be able to talk more and stuff. Mm. I mean, even like my dad and I both like started to like open up more. Open up more and communicate and stuff, but like we both struggle with it and I just feel like a lot of men do struggle with it. Yeah. Not all men, but I feel like more often than not mm. do you find do like I feel like you're pretty like talkative yeah. or being able to open up pretty easily. Yeah throughout your life have you ever was it any point in time where it was like difficult to like communicate or was like you had a hard time communicating to others
1: for sure i think i think honestly that's something that everybody everybody feels regarding i shouldn't say everybody i feel like that's something that most people struggle with either i feel like a lot of times what happens is you don't know how to share or you don't share enough or you share too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like most people fall yes. on either side of the spectrum. But I feel like definitely for me in the beginning, I was definitely more so like, I don't want to talk about my feelings. like I don't want to express that. But I think that was less of a product of the patriarchy, And more so just the situations I was placed in when I was younger, because I feel like a lot of times in the household I was growing up in, I didn't really have the space to have mental issues. Even if I wanted to talk about them, I was always like, "Okay, well, me having an issue, me having a problem is not going to help my single mother it's not going to benefit any of the people around me so it's better I just keep this inside internalize this stuff and not share it with other people which is why therapy was such a being forced to just sit down and like talk about your feelings and there is nothing else that you can do really just helped me get over that hump because what else am I going to do like therapy isn't going to be rewarding unless you talk you have to talk Mm. And so I feel like that helped me a lot in just being more comfortable with vulnerability and sharing. And I, that's another reason why I was thinking more so about my relationship with therapy and how I need to look at it as more of like an ongoing journey rather than something that starts and ends because I feel like lately I've been falling back into a similar pattern where I don't really want to talk and I don't really want to open up as much. And that kind of forced me to be like, wow, well, I feel like I used to be more open or I used to be more comfortable with my own vulnerability when I was in therapy and for the short time after I ended my therapy. So what's going on? Like obviously you like are experiencing the same sort of issues again and so that's why i i even i opened up to you and mm-hmm. titus the other night and you were you were touched on this a little bit too it's it's so important to just get outside of your head if it's mm-hmm. even for just a second cuz again it's such a mental thing you're so you can get so caught up in your own mind and your own thought processes that It's very hard to believe that anybody around you is going through a similar thing or anybody around you is just like, is their, their minds are doing the same things you, yours is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's going through the same things. And when you finally open up, when you talk to people, when you give people that vulnerability, you... kind of you're able to it's so much easier for you to step outside of your head your own head for a second and like vocalize what you're feeling and put it physically out there in some way so it's not just all in here and it's not just all floating around in abstract abstractness
0: yeah and The biggest thing, or, like, the thing, like, the biggest thing that I took out of what you just said was people get so much in their head Mm. to the fact, like, oh, if I say this thing, then no one's going to care, too. Yeah. And um, to the thing that you said as well, like, no one's going to relate to me, so what's Mm. the point of, like, talking? Right. And you kind of said this when you were, like, how you grew up, and you were, like, kind of, like, oh, like, I shouldn't. Overburden people because, right. like, that's not going to help the situation at hand. Exactly. I could not relate to you more because that's like how I felt through most of my yeah. life up until probably, like, I don't know, as early as like senior year or even mm-hmm. as early as like my freshman year in college. Yeah. And going to that therapist from February to June, my senior year of high school, mm-hmm. really helped me a lot to understand that having conversations and talking to people is a normal thing. Right. And one, they might relate to what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Two, if they really care to me or care about yeah. me, that <laughs> fucking English. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. if they really care about me, then they actually do want to hear right. about my problems and want to, to help, help me. Yeah. yeah, and it's that's what I struggled with with actually like opening up to people. Mm-hmm. And I also want to s- to talk about like or further the conversation of like you were saying how the environment that you grew up in Mm. kind of shaped who you are, Mm -hmm. you were mentally and you're kind of like growing out of that or Mm -hmm. realizing that where you, you didn't really talk much when you were younger, but now you're talking more Mm -hmm. kind of like shaping in that way and kind of uh, viewing yourself like in that aspect. Yeah. And I just think, Ch- like, the environment that children, like, grow up in mm. shapes who they are so much. Yeah. And I feel like pe- a lot of people don't understand yeah. that fact. And it's just crazy to think, like, not saying that everyone who grows up in, like, a certain situation is going mm. to most definitely be that person. Right. Like, they definitely can change. And there's, like, definitely, right. like, like, self-awareness. Yeah. But it just it shapes people so much just the yeah. environment that they grow up in because yeah. like they take after their parents and right. they like kids are so observant and stuff and they take out after <sighs> yes. the people that like raise them raise them it doesn't matter if it's their parents or if mm. it's their sister yes their grandparents yes aunt uncle it doesn't matter they're going to like if you're a young child like a toddler and yeah to like. A, it's just you're going to shape you internalize so much yeah and yeah. it's just a crazy thought yeah and like if you grow up with like a family who's into like being criminals then yeah you're more lo- often or you're more likely to follow that path because right. that's like all you know right and like yeah we're yeah it's we're, crazy
1: sometimes it feels like we're slaves to our trauma yeah and this that tv show we watched a couple of nights we, we i'm pretty sure we watched the whole thing together the midnight gospel oh my god yeah the last episode where the um watch the midnight gospel yes. the midnight <laughs> gospel is so good <laughs> yes 100% it's like it's like Please this watch. animated tv show but they go so deep into like yeah. the like these different topics and the last episode the narrator of the show is talking to his mom mm. and she was saying something about how like trauma, tra- it's like trauma leaves these holes, right? Like if you were thinking about like you, we're equating the, the human to like a building, right? Mm-hmm. We're thinking about how this building is being built, right? On the foundational level, when you're designing the 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 infrastructure of the building, right? Trauma might leave you know a couple necessary support structures out. Trauma might leave a couple beams out. Trauma might create a smell and like three floors <laughs> of the building. Yeah. And everybody's like, "What's that smell? I guess that smell's supposed to be mm-hmm. there, but the smell was never supposed <laughs> to be there." <laughs> basically <laughs> trauma creates these wounds that we grow up with and we just normalize mm-hmm. them and we believe that that's the way we're supposed to live that this is it's okay to be like this but that couldn't be further from the truth we need to we can build support structures around that right mm-hmm. that wound might be irreversible like i do believe that some traumas change you forever and you're never going to be able to Get back the person you were before that happened to you. That person's gone. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that you can't build, like I said, structures around those wounds to better cope with them, to better Mm -hmm. deal with them, right? So you don't become somebody who's defined by your trauma. You're defined by the way you overcame your trauma Mm -hmm. and, you know, the different coping mechanisms you build. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's
0: a. It's a crazy concept like just the environment that kids grow up in. Mm. But when you go on Rants, I like <laughs> I love it so much that like you take like the words out of my mouth and that's why I sometimes <laughs> after like you talk for a little while like I'm just like speechless cuz like <laughs> I'm just, Damn. Like, Damn. <laughs> I'm like, no, cause, like, I'm, like, fucking, like, curious, and I, like, fucking zone out, and when you, like, stop talking, I'm, like, oh, my God, it's my turn to talk, because, <laughs> like, I feel like I was just, like, in awe, and I'm, like, wow, I'm, this is, like, some crazy shit that you say yeah. that, like, I could relate, like, relate to as, yeah. like, making sense and stuff. Yeah. Sorry, I went on that tangent, <laughs> but... Okay. It's just crazy that some environments that kids grow
1: Mm -hmm. up in and Go on (laughs) Generational trauma is real. If you do not deal with your trauma now You will pass it on to your children if you decide to have children Yes, because I think so much about Being a father and the kind of father I want to be and Thinking about, like, how parents have to raise their children, a lot of times there's no resources. Especially you think about, like, before the internet, before Mm. Google, like, where resources aren't, you know, a fingertip away. Like, who, like, who do you... What's the blueprint for raising a human being, right? There is none. (laughs) There is none. So most of the time people just defer to (laughs) what they know. And what they know is what their parents taught them, how their parents raised them. So you just end up raising your kids the same way and repeating the same things that they did, especially when you, you, when you grow up in an abusive household and abuse is normalized, you abuse your children. It's crazy. And, another reason why mental health needs to be more accessible because so many generational wounds are created through parenting and like you said, through your experiences as a child so like, if we want to create a better human, if we want to raise the quality of human beings that are engaging in this world, mental health needs to be more accessible, mental health needs to be more normalized, it needs to be it needs to be something that people
0: actively pursue. I 100% agree. And that made me think about, like, the first time I heard about this, I'm like, mm-hmm. what, how, how does this happen? And I was so confused. And, I, and to be honest, I'm still a little confused about this mm-hmm. thing that I'm about to say. <laughs> but the thing that I'm about to say is that mental health is her, oh, fuck. I don't know how to pronounce it, Hereditary yeah oh yes 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 it's genetic yeah Yeah. it's genetic and it actually falls through genetics yes and it's like passed down and i still don't completely understand how it happens yeah how that (laughs) like the science (laughs) behind it but i just know that it's genetically passed down uh for example my mom uh suffers from anxiety Mm -hmm. and she's just a very emotional person yeah and I she suffers from depression too and everything mm-hmm. and i got that my sister yeah not so much the depression part but more of the anxiety part yeah i feel was hereditary and for my sister she got a little bit more mm-hmm. of the bad stuff and yeah i don't want to talk about like their problems right. too too in depth without them like being here cause yeah. i don't know like how comfortable their- <laughs> yeah i just want to talk about That's like that. yeah but, like, it's hereditary in that fact. And yeah. I just find that, like, insane to think about, that it, mental health is scientifically passed on yeah. through genetics. and Sometimes just, it's literally inescapable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't but, like, people who have, like, pi- who are bipolar, mm-hmm. schizophrenics, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's.
1: Alzheimer's. Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess that's that's not really, like, mental health, but it's... Yeah, in a way it, it is. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it's all, like, happening in your it's brain. Mental, yeah. yeah changes the way you think and everything but mm-hmm. it's just crazy that those types of diseases right. are her- hereditary yeah last topic i want to talk about mm-hmm. and i'm going to reset the camera one last time go ahead my guy
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're back uh, oh shit it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to twist oh uh, yeah Fucking de- doo Destroying the set. <laughs> Excuse me. Fucking
1: bit. My bad. This is Y'all. my set. Excuse me. This is my show. <laughs> God
0: dang it. <laughs> okay. So. Your last topic. My last topic. Because I feel like we could talk about this for hours. Hours. Yeah, hours. on, it. <laughs> <laughs> hours on it. I mean, we are already fucking an hour and a half. Right. So it's almost fucking two hours long. Yeah. And I feel like I need to put a cap on the topic. Sure. Or we're just going to continually... Uh, talk about it and I thats what I said in the beginning that mental health is like a general thing mm. and or like I wanted to s- not really focus on one thing but just more me- like general mental health mm. and I feel like I do like having these conversations with you and I do want to like talk more about it and we can like focus more on mental health but it doesn't even have to be mental health right. I was thinking like a bunch of other like topics that we could talk about because I feel like they do need to talk about and I feel like these type of conversations mm-hmm. are so Um, helpful Mm -hmm. but the last topic that i kind of want to talk about is i think you told me that you experienced this a little bit too Mm -hmm. but this is like one of my big like mental health problems right what is uh i disassociate a lot Mm. and it's been happening like for the year for the past year a lot more than Mm. it usually happens but like but I'm wanting to look up the definition of disassociation. Yeah, because I feel like I need to properly define it mm-hmm. in order to
1: talk about it. Talk about it. dissociation. Dissociation. Yeah, not dis. I thought it was disassociation too. It's <laughs> dissociation. Ah,
0: uh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Or dissociative. Uh, That's so,
0: like, so this is Google's like
1: quick death.
0: Definition. <laughs> the, quick the definition yeah. and i don't even know if this fully explains it mm-hmm. but their number one definition I have screenshot it so you're probably going to see it up somewhere here yeah um but their first definition is disconnect or separate use ex- uh, especially in abstract contexts mm-hmm. uh their second definition is declare that one is not connected with or a supporter of someone or something. Mm. Uh, I guess the third, like, bullet point definition is put off a component of mental activity to act as an independent part of mental life. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really help in, like, the see the picture. I thought Google definitions would help. Yeah. More help that, but kind of how I Experience just it, experienced yeah. it is basically... And I didn't even know like I did this until I went through therapy and stuff, mm. and my therapist was like, "You probably disassociate." Mm. But kind of how I experience it is, I kind of my brain is so overstressed, mm. overstimulated with bad emotion, whether that's stress, anxiety about something, and I've even experienced it with like happiness too. It's not mm. necessarily a bad thing. It's just when I personally or experience. when or experience, and I think what the general when people do this. Mm it's basically their brains overwhelmed with a strong emotion that their brain can't kind of can't really comprehend it yeah that well and i think people's brains are better than other people's brains yeah. and so they don't disasso- dis- Dissociate. Ad- dis- disassociate this mm. disassociate um and some brains are better than others but it's kind of just an overwhelming emotion and i usually get it when i'm overstressed or have a lot mm. of anxiety and i just it's basically like an outer body of experience yeah. and you can't like process it and you said it best it's i think you said this a couple nights ago when we, we were chilling with titus i mm. believe but it's basically like you're sitting in a chair and you're basically watching a movie yeah like play out and like i've experienced that and mm. the first time i really uh disassociate Dis- Dis- dissociate.
1: disassociate dissociate.
0: this dissociate. disassociate yeah Dissociate. dis-so-ci-ate. 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 Yes. dis-so-ci-ate yes was when <laughs> i'm going to just <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> i'm sorry like <laughs> it, well words are so fucking stupid mm. in they go to dictionary but <laughs> mm. but like the first time i like actually experienced it was mm-hmm. when my parents told me that they're getting a divorce mm-hmm. and i could not process my emotions mm-hmm. so i f- like this may make me sound like i'm a Fucking so like sociopath, psychopath, psychopath. psychopath, Like, I'm a fucking serial murderer, but like, (laughs) i Miller, serial Miller, serial Miller. But I did not feel any emotion Mm. whatsoever. I did not feel sad, I did not feel angry. I did not, I didn't, I felt absolutely no emotion at all. And I'm like, what the fuck, like your parents just told you something like changing and you just you should be yeah i yeah. should be like sad angry at right. them, pissed off but i I'm think like,
1: that's definitely like an appropriate yeah trauma response though yeah and yeah. i was
0: just like staring at them. i'm like fuck they like they just told me something like they're expecting a, a response <laughs> like a re- <laughs> i should I, cry right now <laughs> okay. yeah. no but that's what i did i'm like i should cry so i yeah. forced myself to cry in oh, front wow. of them i'm like this is the emotion that they probably expect <laughs> So I wouldn't do it because I don't know what other <laughs> reaction mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to do right now. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like playing <laughs> some, I was playing video games downstairs. I remember I was playing like Skyrim mm-hmm. and I was just like fucking Great destroying. <laughs> And then my dad just comes down and he was like, "Yeah, come upstairs. We need to talk to you." I'm like, "Okay." They told me I'm like, "Okay, can I go play some video games?" (laughs) (laughs) I was fucking up some dragons, and I was like, really, I just want to go back to play. Yeah. (laughs) And then I just buried it down and stuff, and then like they made me go to therapy, like I said before. But I really like what's so bad about Mm -hmm. doing what I did. And not actually processing your emotions properly and or just talking about it. Yeah. Like, it's okay if you don't have emotions. Any emotional response, like, the Mm. first instant, first day, first week, first. Right. It it takes a while to process emotion, except especially something that's traumatic. Yeah. Happens in your life. And it it, it took me, like, four years to, like, fully process and stuff. And that's why. One of the reasons why I kind of had, like, a huge meltdown mm-hmm. in my senior year, like, last semester. Yeah. And that was a big part of it. And it was just, like, a bunch of other things, too. But, like, I just started processing. My parents divorce like, four years later. Mm-hmm. Like, they got divorced when I was, like, 15. Right. And then I was started processing it when I was, like, 18. Yeah. And it was just, like, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you told me that you dis... Dissociate. Dissociate a couple times. Yeah. But how how often do you do it? Or, like, does your brain do it? Because it's not really like, I mm. want to fucking do this today. Yeah. But. And then, like, how often and what kind of, like, <laughs> do you experience, like, what's your experience right. when you do, do it? Or go into that mode of um, escape, escapism or whatever?
1: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I can very much relate to the experience you just mentioned because literally after my dad died, I went through the same exact thing. I was at least sitting downstairs, I remember mm-hmm. this vividly, I was sitting downstairs in the living room and the cops were like, they're like, oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> the cops were doing their thing, yeah. like, you know, comforting us or whatever. And my mom's sitting in the chair opposite to me, like, sobbing, crying, like, oh, my God, like, as you would, yeah. <laughs> you know, in yeah. that situation. And I was just sitting there like, I like, can this day end? Like, I don't want to be here. Okay. Like, and I was like, you should probably be crying right now. Like, I don't want these cops to think that I'm like some weird psychopath okay. for like not having emotion. But I was just sitting there like. Josh, like, what is wrong with you, man? (laughs) Like, why can I only think about, like, playing video games? (laughs) (laughs) And ever since then, I feel like I've fallen into this pattern where, like you said, times of, like, extreme stress or anxiety just sort of trigger this, like, state where... I can't really process what's going on as if I'm experiencing life. Like I explained it to you this way, like it's just like I'm sitting in a movie theater watching a movie about myself, but like I it's about me, but I've like tricked myself into thinking that's not me on screen, that's somebody Mm -hmm. else. It feels like a foreign person who's participating in life and I'm just like uh like third party to it. In my own body. Like, it's such a weird thing. I feel like I have very much struggle with, like, my sense of self and my sense of identity. um, And those moments can kind of trigger that sort of dissociative, those dissociative, like, depersonalization, like, feelings for me. Because those are the moments where I'm so out of touch with myself and where I don't, I can't perceive, like, who I am and the things I like, like, I don't know. I can't, I can't make that concrete. I can't make that. I can't under, I can't perceive that. So that stress, that like identity crisis I go through can sometimes just make me feel like I'm not even present in life. I'm just some, like, like I said, a third party to this foreigner who's, just, mm-hmm. like, act, like, doing, like, being me and, like, doing all these things. But, like, I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that person. Like, terrible thing. I don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, if you had a choice, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> had a choice, definitely wouldn't yeah. experience that.
0: <laughs> but, like, how I always see it and how I, like, feel is, like, best kind of, like, analogy that I kind of always, like, tell people mm-hmm. when I'm, like, talking about it is just, like, I feel like I'm free falling. Like I just yeah. fell off a cliff, and you know, like that one scene. It's like they're falling, and they like turn around and try to grab for the like ledge, ledge, yeah. And then it's just like they get it, and but it's just barely enough. And then it's like me regaining my like emotions and right. stuff. Right. And then I'm like, oh my god, like I like I'm almost like I grabbed onto the ledge a little uh-huh. bit. I'm like, oh my god, I can actually like.
1: I'm almost there. Yeah, I'm
0: almost like to myself and I'm right. not like falling off this cliff. And I'm not like depersonalizing or yeah. disassociating. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm almost there. But then it like breaks. And then I'm like, yeah. again, again. And I'm like, not myself. I'm right. not feeling emotion. Like, I don't like this. Like yes. you don't like free falling. Oh right. And then when I'm kind of back, I kind of f- feel like it hits me like a truck and mm. I feel like it's, like, another stage of the cliff where it's just rock. Like, there's, like, a out layer of cliff Mm -hmm. that, like, you land on. And it's, like, a big ledge where you can, like, walk around and stuff. I'm, like, I hit that on my back. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, I myself. But it's, like, out of nowhere. I'm, like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, I wasn't expecting it. Sometimes I'm so deep and, like, not experiencing, like, quote, unquote, real life. That it's just, it comes out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my God, reality. I I was doing that for like a week straight. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And then, like, when it happens again, I feel like I slip off that ledge Ledge. of the (laughs) cliff. And then it just, it's just a constant (laughs) cycle of that.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I struggle with, like, if that was me in that scenario, the, the thing I'd struggle with the most is, like, is this mountain worth even climbing? Like, do, is there any point in me even trying to get back to the top, right? Because, like, is there any point in me not being in, in a state where I'm falling? Like, if, I, if I'm if i relating back to me in the movie theater, I'm always, like, if that, if I don't like that person in the movie, then who's the person in the chair? Because is that the real me? And should I be exploring that person? Or should I, should I be, like, even more critical of, like, the person I'm watching. But Mm -hmm. lately, I feel like now I'm more so like, there's no disconnect between the person in the theater and the person on screen. Mm -hmm. Like I'm supposed to be climbing that mountain and like I'm supposed to be trying to get to the top. Like I am who I perceive myself to be and I also am like the existence (laughs) (laughs) of me. That it's so fucking like it makes so much like perfect sense, but it's like
0: so mind fucky that it like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What is this experience that we're experiencing? Right what is life? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like we were talking about that what two nights ago? It wasn't last night. Yeah. Because we I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I remember Titus being there. Yeah. And we were talking about like the movie theater thing, and I was just. Mm. Focusing
1: on like that conversation. I'm yeah like holy crap. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. the like the um this will be the last thing I say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> okay. Okay. It's, okay. it's okay. It's 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 just crazy, um the mental prisons we put ourselves into sometimes while knowing and sometimes not knowing unconsciously. We just put ourselves in this terrible situation and we call that life and we think that's the way to live. and that's why therapy' is so important. It's such a good way of showing you that no there there is an alternative like you don't have to you don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. you don't have to literally make yourself suffer all the time like you can be happy, you deserve to be happy. I agree with that so much. And it's, it doesn't have to be, like, some
0: big mon- monumental thing, like yeah. traumatic experience to go to therapy yes. either. It doesn't have to be a parent's yes. divorce or a parent's death.
1: death Yes,
0: to make you go into therapy. It can just be normal, everyday problems. Yes. Like, fucking little Jimmy at the park <laughs> fucking was talking smack to me. <laughs> right. Like, it yeah, does falling out with your yeah. friend. Yeah. Like. yeah. Some like beef about how Tiffany was fucking yeah. calling you a bitch behind your back Right but It's cause you are a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> No <laughs> No <laughs> This is not going the way you want it to that, that, that last part was a joke Yes Like You're not a bitch
1: Yeah Tiffany <laughs> if You're out there <laughs> Tiffany's wrong Yes Yes But yeah Yeah
0: yeah. So I think that wraps up this show. I think mm. it's almost an hour. And
1: yeah. 50 almost minutes, two hours,
0: yeah. almost 2 hours. We should have a podcast for 2 hours, but tonight shouldn't be the night.
1: Tonight's not going to be the night. It's,
0: it's almost, the night. almost 2 hours and you just right. you guys are probably like, "Josh and Caleb, you're only 5 minutes away from being 2 hours. What's the difference between a simple 5 minutes? There's a difference. There's, There's a difference. The, yeah. the podcast that's over 2 hours long. It's going to be a monument. Yes,
1: we have to plan that.
0: Yes, that's yeah. like big. I that's had crazy. an longest podcast is probably
1: this one. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm so honored. I feel bad for whoever has to edit this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy. <Glad laughs> <of TV. laughs> Sucks that guy, whoever he is.
0: Feature <laughs> Caleb, yeah. you're going to fucking hate us.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Longest podcast, hour 44 minutes.
1: That's. Cool. That's this appreciate.
0: one I'm feeling an hour and 50.
1: Yeah. You did a pretty good job. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you for coming on and talking. Hey. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. Oh yeah, thank you for having me as a guest. Um, um well, how do you end your podcast? Uh well, I usually just um uh, uh, I I usually just keep talking and then um whenever I edit it later, I just cut myself off at a random point in